Hey guys, welcome back to your Apple update. I'm your host, John Sherrod, and we got an interesting bit of Apple news that uh, really starts your mind wondering about what it might mean for Apple's future. And um, this, uh, what I'm going to do is read from an article from Bloomberg written by Mark Gurman, who is someone who's pretty plugged in. He, he's very often somebody who's putting Apple rumors out there, but from a mainstream publication, not always right. Uh, but has had some some hits in the past. Um, but this is something that's publicly verified. You can go to Apple's leadership page and look at this. But the headline is, Apple's marketing and acquisitions chief, or M&A chief, now reports to Tim Cook as calls grow for a big deal. So uh, what it says, uh, Apple Inc. on Wednesday added mergers and acquisitions head Adrian Perica, hope I'm saying his name right, to its executive leadership page online, a promotion that suggests the technology giant is more focused on deals. Perica joined Apple in 2009 and was instrumental in deals such as the 2014 purchase of Beats and the investment in China-based ride-hailing service Didi Shuxing. He's an under-the-radar operator who oversees the acquisition and integration of companies that Apple acquires as well as strategic investments. Um, so he reports directly to Tim Cook, and he's been there at the company for a while and involved in the mergers and acquisitions part of Apple's business. Um, but why this... It may be a big deal. Why it's at least interesting, gets your mind wondering, is that by adding him in this position so visibly to Apple's leadership page, there's only a handful of people on that, and these are people that are in charge of very important uh, divisions at Apple, including Johnny Ive as the chief design operator, uh, chief design officer, and uh, Dan Riccio as head of Apple's hardware development. Um, you know, people that you see on stage, or in Johnny Ive's case, you see in the white box in the videos. Uh, you know, big people that we have uh, in this list of leaders, um, people that you've heard of in a lot of cases if you follow Apple closely. So elevating him to such a visible uh, public position like this makes you wonder if Apple does have plans for um, a bigger splash in the mergers and acquisitions department. And uh, it's going to be interesting to watch this space. There's a quote a little further down where they're talking to an analyst uh, who says they, meaning Apple, have to accelerate non-existent merger and acquisitions going forward as we believe they can spend up to $100 billion on M&A over the next few years. Uh, and then continues, Cook is taking much more oversight of deals in retail, and this is just another tea leaf. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's not as important as this makes it seem. But um, one thing you have to keep in mind is that it's not super rare for Apple to buy another company. Um, in fact, they, they typically buy several companies a year. Uh, the reason why you may not hear about this is because these aren't the kind of acquisitions that, that make uh, Wall Street Journal headlines for the most part, because we're usually talking about small companies, startups, um, companies who are really focused on a core piece of technology or part of, uh, part of the business that Apple's wanting to uh, invest more heavily in. And so they'll make an acquisition maybe for patents, maybe for the talent. That's often the case, what it is. Um, rarely do they you know, take an acquisition and then just release it outright by just slapping the Apple brand on it. Some big ones over the years, um, iTunes. You, know, you have used iTunes for years, but what you may not know is that uh, iTunes was originally a product called SoundJam MP made by a software company called Cassidy & Green. And Apple purchased Cassidy & Green and they didn't just release SoundJam NP as it was, although it looked very much like those early versions of iTunes, but they, they purchased it and eventually developed it into what we know as iTunes. Um, a, a lot of other things Apple has purchased over the years, um, you know, some of the things that come to mind, um, 
include uh, some of the some of the software, some of the pro software that Apple's had over the years, like Logic, that was a German company. Um, you know, Apple more recently purchased a company called Texture, which was what they eventually uh, used that product to create Apple News Plus, their magazine subscription service. It was an existing magazine subscription service that Apple acquired and kind of purchased into that. Of course, the Beats brand, as it mentions in the article, uh, is huge. And Apple, uh, interestingly with that, Apple has taken that and made it into more of like a second party thing where Apple owns it. Uh, but it still retains the Beats brand and the Beats marketing and, and things like that. So you, so if you were looking at a Beats product or Beats marketing, you wouldn't necessarily realize it was from Apple because it kind of has its own distinct look and feel. And that was a case where Apple was definitely buying a brand that had some cachet. And uh, it so far it seems to have served them well. And But as you've seen, Apple's incorporated their own technology, like the new PowerBeats Pro that Apple just released, um, you know, has the H1 chip that is in the new AirPods and has a charging case similar to the AirPods charging case and things like that. So it's been a good, um, it's been a good thing for both companies, it would seem. But one of the things that you know if you followed Apple for a while is that Wall Street seems to be always demanding that Apple make some kind of big, splashy acquisition, like for years um, there's been rumors that, um, or, or there's been calls on Wall Street, I should say, that Apple should purchase Netflix. And uh, not an unreasonable thing to do, um, but Apple has decided to go their own route and just kind of create their own in-house uh, streaming service, which we now know is Apple TV+. Plus. So, um, you know, uh, another thing to kind of keep in mind, too, is that just because Apple has enough money to buy a company doesn't mean the company's for sale. I mean, it all comes down to what the company's investors and shareholders and board of directors and, you know, company leadership decide is in the best interest of the company. So it's also kind of funny to me because I remember back in, you know, back in the late 90s and early 2000s when Apple didn't have a lot of money. And, you know, this was early on when Steve Jobs had come back to the company and, uh, you know, Apple was frequently rumored to be an acquisition target of Disney, like Disney might actually purchase Apple. And then years later, we've seen, uh, you know, some some calls for D- Apple to actually purchase Disney. So it's kind of interesting how you never know what corporate fortunes are going to shift and how things are going to change and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, so this may not signal anything big like that. We just don't know. Um, Apple, again, purchases several companies a year. So this is, you know, clearly a big focus for them as they're you know, looking to shore up technologies they have or, or acquire technologies that they don't feel like they can do in-house and they bring in some talent, that kind of thing. So that's certainly going to continue. I think Apple definitely has to be careful not to uh, listen to Wall Street's call to make a big, splashy acquisition just for the sake of it. Because just because you can acquire a company doesn't mean that that's in the long-term interest of of Apple. Or, you know, because if you buy a an established company with a lot of employees and an established brand, you know, that other companies brand and that other companies corporate culture may or may not integrate well into what Apple's doing. Um, and you know, sometimes big financial investments, um, don't pan out and you see the risk play out in the form of, you know, companies suffering consequences. Um, and so I don't want to see Apple make an acquisition just for acquisition's sake. Uh, but it, you know, it's kind of gotten my gears turning and kind of thinking through, well, what company or what type of company could Apple buy? You know, it wasn't unreasonable to think of Apple buying Netflix because we knew for a long time Apple wanted to get into the streaming TV business and the original content business, and Netflix certainly has a ton of that. Um, But Netflix already has a very established brand, and so I think Apple really wanted to do their own thing. Now, what does make some sense to me is Apple acquiring um, a library of existing media content. So... Um, you know, we know that they tried to buy uh, Time Warner 
uh, a couple of years ago, or they were at least in talks about that as several companies were kind of bidding for, for that. And, and Time Warner Cable um, oversaw HBO and CNN. And so they had some established brands there. Um, but, you know, it, from all we know about Apple TV Plus so far, and there may be more to come down the road, all they talked about was the original content. So whatever price they're going to charge, and they haven't said what price they're going to charge, is just for Apple's original content. Whereas most of the other competitors, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, um, uh, Amazon Prime, not only have lots of original content, but they also have uh, a whole, you, you also get a whole library of back catalog stuff, old movies and TV shows that they didn't produce that they're, they just bought streaming rights to, or maybe they own uh, a back catalog of stuff. And, um, and so right now Apple doesn't have that with Apple TV plus. So I could definitely see them purchasing a, you know, a media company that has a portfolio of, of content like that so that Apple could have some of that to help entice you into, um, the Apple TV plus, you know, subscription fee. So that's definitely an area that I'll be interested to see if anything happens there. Um, you know, just kind of a fun, what if it would be, I've always thought it would be interesting if Apple were to purchase Nintendo and, uh, you know, because Apple, you know, is, we know they're coming out with Apple arcade later this year. Nintendo, you know, has always made great hardware. Um, but they're also very well known for all their great first party games, Mario and Zelda and these kind of things. And so, um, you know, you can see the, the financial, uh, opportunity there if Apple were to make a purchase like that and bring in an established brand. And I think there's a lot of similarities in some ways culturally between Apple and Nintendo, despite the across the ocean differences there. Um, you know, both companies have always done the make your own hardware and software, you know, own your own platform and your own software um, kind of thing. So that is definitely a similarity. Both have had a very particular focus on hardware design that makes it very distinctive over the years. Um, and so that would be an interesting one. And, and part of me selfishly would love to see that because I love Apple and I love Nintendo and I kind of wonder what they could do together. Um, but at the same time, these are very well-established brands. How well would they sync up? Again, what kind of cultural differences between an American company and a Japanese-based company would, would you know kind of be thrown into the mix there? Um, but that would be an interesting one. I would certainly, again, selfishly love to have access to first-party Nintendo titles on uh, my Apple TV. We got Super Mario Run for the iPhone, but that's an iPhone game. I want to be able to play a game on my Apple TV with a game controller designed by Nintendo. That would be amazing. So, you know, I could definitely see something like that isn't completely out of the realm of possibility. You know, again, at this point, any of this is speculation. We don't know what um, Apple could have in mind here. But those would be a couple of, of possibilities, a library of media content or an established um, media company like Nintendo, which has this great portfolio of first party, uh, you know, titles and games and that sort of thing. We're just going to watch this space closely, though, over the next year or so, um, as you know, it is absolutely of interest that this person has been uh, elevated to this position in Apple leadership and, and have it, had it done so publicly on Apple's leadership page. What do you think? Is there a company you'd like to see Apple buy? Uh, are you nervous about Apple possibly making a big, splashy acquisition in the future? Love to, to get a comment from you. Leave a comment below and be sure to subscribe to the channel so that you get updates from me as I release new videos, which typically happens every Tuesday and Thursday. This has been your Apple Update. I'm your host, John Sherrod, and we will see you next time.